0: of the batman universe comic podcast i'm your host dustin and with us today we have it's apple and chris is not with us today as he is taking a little loa from the podcast world for this week, but he'll be back next week for our normal podcast. So let's start off. Uh, I just want to tell everybody we got a new format. We're gonna make sure that we get a little bit more uh, comic coverage of the Batman universe for everyone. Um, we're going to have comic news section. We're going to take book news and upcoming releases from the normal podcast and put them into this podcast, so that that way, everything relating to comics, you can get on your one-stop shop here on the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. As always, we have new comics to review, and then we've got a short box collection, which in this episode is going to be Birds of Prey number 98, and then we've got a couple announcements that we're going to talk about at the very end of the podcast, so stick around after the short box to hear these uh, important announcements. (laughs) So let's first start off with comic news, really only one real big thing to report on, uh, on October 1st, the very last issue of the Batman Strikes came out. Batman, uh, The Batman Strikes Number 50.
1: And that kind of like how we were talking about that pretty much is the last remnants of the Jeff Matsuda mark on Batman and what he's left with the, with the cartoon and, and the, the influence he had on that comic book.
0: Yeah, and we all saw that this comic was eventually going to end out especially since the TV series ended out back in the beginning of half of the year. The, the, the series died out and we knew this was going to happen especially with the announcement that they were going to have Batman the Brave and the Bold. Which means most likely we'll have a new series stemming from that cartoon as well. So, so like I said, that's the only real comic news we have to report. On to book news. There's a couple new books coming out in the next couple weeks. On October 15th, we've got the Batman Chronicle Volume 6, and this is a new entry in the series collecting every Batman story in original chronological order. This volume collects Batman's number 10 and 11 and stories from Detective Comics number 62 through 66 and World's Finest number 5 through 6. And that's going to be 192 pages, color soft cover and 14.99 us dollars so if you've got the first five volumes this is you know a good one to pick up get you updated on the earlier days of batman on october 22nd we've got uh, showcase presents world's finest volume two and superman batman robin team up once more in tales from world's finest comics number 112 through 145 among the foes The world's finest team faces are the composite Superman, the Joker, Lex Luthor, Batmite, and Mr. Mitzelplik. So that's another one of those that's going to be a 520 pages, black and white, softcover, $16.99 US dollars. And that's going to be another one of a set, there's already a volume one that's been out. My only uh, quarry about these showcases is that they're black and white. That's the only thing I don't like about them.
1: The, the showcase, I mean, for sixteen ninety-nine, that's still not bad, though.
0: Yeah, it's it's not bad. I just, uh, it'd be great if they weren't uh, black and white. That way, you could get the original color. It seems like they're just really saving. Because it, at first, it seemed like the showcase series were saving. Well, they started out with the Silver Age comics Uh and the chronicle series coming out pretty much once once every six months it's going to take forever to finally get to the silver age so it'd just be nice if this showcase series was actually covering the comics from the silver age or they maybe came up with a different name or something that was a series that maybe once still came out once every six months but was color maybe not as many issues i know that this was the big thing that dc wanted to make sure that they could Make it economical for readers to get as many copies as possible, but when it's black and white, it really takes away some of the originality of the the series.
1: hmm And some of the work that the artists at the time put in to even to even doing the color for it. Yeah, I can agree with that. Not unless they have something planned to where they're gonna release uh, black and white statues of the series. <laughs> this <laughs> is black and white.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So also on October 22nd, we've got Catwoman. Crime pays. Catwoman discovers herself imprisoned on the hell planet of Salvation Run, and it looks like her villainous peers don't appreciate her apparently do-gooder attitude on this title, collecting Catwoman number 73 through 77. It's going to be 128 pages, color, soft cover, $14.99 U.S. dollars. So if you're a big fan of the Catwoman series, that would be something to get a hold of so that you can get those next-to-last issues. That'll be the the second-to-last trade paperback that comes out for that series. All right, so that brings us right into our comic reviews. Um, We're going to start out with Simon Dark, number 12. Okay, for uh, Simon
1: Dark, and we have been discussing this, and I know, guys, we've mentioned it on the podcast, but recently uh, we've been um, delving really into, well, Dustin has really been into Simon Dark, but uh, I, I, I honestly believe in it, and for the fans that have had read this, I think this is a real hidden gem. And uh, hopefully, the, hopefully the, the book can go on. I, I was m- reading mixed reviews uh, about the history, but um, I find it very intriguing. And what we start off with in, uh, in, uh, in issue 12, Simon Dark, Simon is given three choices. He's given three choices between the Red Door that, uh, he would be saving Gotham City from a, a, uh, plague ravaging it, uh, the Black Door, where he would be joining, uh, Geo as a Governor, uh, Moss's, uh, Field Commander, and the White Door, which is the opposite, would be true. When Simon goes, and of course he's weighing his options, uh, he has, like, um, how we were describing like uh i i see it as a as a tim burton kind of feel to uh to this hero because he through the issues that he feels like a like a guardian of gotham all, just almost just like batman but what he's doing in this issue, he's weighing his options between them, and he's actually seeing the the capabilities of what he would what we see his friends' fates in him through his his fate. And just to describe it, you know, very shortly, he goes through here, and then he, it looks like he's discovering some more of his powers. Did, did it seem like that to you, Dust?
0: Yeah, the the series itself has always seemed like he doesn't fully understand all of his capabilities,
1: which almost makes you kind of feel like it's almost like a Batman Year One type. Yes, very but, and as far as the Guardian part
0: yeah very similar
1: and so uh he's going through here and he makes he's making his and he's learning his abilities on uh what to make and of course using his powers
0: rachel's tied up and infected and tom is stuck in a torture chamber
1: as uh as it all seems lost simon looks within within his mind and of his twin and finds that the the choice is much easier for moss uh presented with him deep within moss's mind simon finds that he has been gifted with the powers uh to overcome and to save both gotham and the village so you know it's just describing what we were talking about where he he's discovering his powers end of the story of course you know he's right re- he's uh, discovered his powers of course saved his friends of course he Gotham and the village it's it, it seems that that simon is um Oh, it's I'm trying to think of that. Uh, like almost kind of like a Stephen King. If Stephen King had a hero, he would write about uh, Simon Dark. Steve now seems like he has a a little bit of a Tim Burton ish mixed with the uh, Stephen King. So his stories, if you're very, if you're a big fan of those kind of writers. I would definitely say pick up and start reading Simon Dark. It's it's one of those stories that if you remember the early days of like uh, Sandman and Death, Simon Dark reminds me of that.
0: Yeah, if you're also a fan of Thirty Days a Night, that was another thing that Steve Niles wrote.
1: Yeah, so maybe you know maybe Bat fans can well not just Bat fans but any comic book fan that reads this, maybe start picking it up. Okay, Dust. You had said that there's a trade paperback out now, right, for issues one through six?
0: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly when it came out, but it wasn't... I think it was om, only about probably between th- two and three months ago. But it's entitled What Simon Does, and it basically gives the first six issues, like you said, of the Simon Dark series. And you'll, it's a good read just if you want to catch up. Number 12 is actually part of a storyline that's been going on for the last couple of issues. And this kind of wraps it up at the very end with the geopopulous cult being completely vanquished. But one through six gives you a great idea of uh, learning about who Simon Dark really is.
1: Yeah, and this, uh, the artist, uh, Scott uh, Hampton, he's doing his pencils and own inking. I think for, for fans that are uh, fans of uh, artwork, I I think they should honestly, you know, take a look at this guy also. I mean, this guy can be also a hidden gem also, <laughs> as far as artwork goes. So, and guys, it's very early inside the series, so... You know, if you want to try to go pack, I, I looked at my comic book store, and they're, and they're all out of issues 1, 2, and 3. So if you want to, you know, try to get on, buy the trade paperback, go up liking it. You know, going back for those back issues might be a little bit tough, but the series is early on where, you know, you can go ahead and, you know, build a, a building block right now to, uh, to to this fan
0: base for this comic book. <laughs> All right, so that brings us over to the Batman Strikes number 49. Like I said earlier, this is the second-to-last issue. This was uh, for November 08. The the issue is entitled School Day, and it starts off with Batman, Robin, and Batgirl having to save Commissioner Gordon from Poison Ivy. And one of the things that I found extremely interesting on the very second page, the second panel, was that there was a situation where where Batman says, I'll get um, Commissioner Gordon, you two get Poison Ivy. Robin responds, we'll get her. And, and uh, if you've read this series or watched the, the, the cartoon series, you will you know that Robin has this staff. Now, what's interesting is Robin has a staff, he's about to, to whack her, and Batgirl has a batarang that she's about to throw. In the second panel, Batgirl, for some unknown reason, threw the batarang, Exactly into the Robin's staff. I don't know why that is. I'm thinking that might have been a mistake, but I found it interesting. Of why would she have thrown the the, the batarang right into the staff? But anyway, Batman goes for Commissioner Gordon. Of course, he saves him. Poison Ivy gets away. Um, the end of the issue basically says that Batman was like, "Hey, uh, we can, you know, uh, Robin, you've got to go home because it's Sunday night and tomorrow's a school day." The next day, or the next page, you see Robin at school falling asleep or daydreaming one or the other, and then the next bunch of pages is basically him spotting a ice cream truck outside of his school, and he's wondering what it is. He reads the lips of one of the people driving the bus and realizes that they're talking about Killer Moth. At the same time, he realizes he has to get a hold of Batman and let him know. Batman is let known, but is too busy with poison ivy to respond at the point. Um, The teacher ends up getting a little ticked off that he, because he got caught trying to send a message to Batman, has no idea what it really is, thinks it's a video game. Then basically what ends up happening is the thugs get out of the ice cream truck, open up the back door, and out comes Killer Moth, which we all should know Killer Moth because we talked about him in the normal cast during the spotlight character a couple episodes ago. Dick Grayson finds an excuse to get kicked out of class so that he can try to take care of this. He does, as the thugs and Killer Moth are coming out of a bank that they've stole money from. Robin appears, beats him to a bloody pulp. Well, not bloody pulp, but pulp. And then at some point, uh, Robin puts out some kind of insecticide gas that puts him to sleep robin quickly makes uh good time beating up the thugs and at the very end bruce asks uh dick edge have a good day at school and he says yeah yeah same old same old and he goes well maybe we should uh go out i might have been a little too hard on you last night and he said oh no you know I'm just frankly exhausted, I don't really want to go out tonight, and then uh, he, you know, the little pun at the end of the story is, after all, tomorrow's a school day. So, reading this issue, I can see why they're canceling it. No offense to anybody involved in the writing of this comic. It's really, I mean, it's part of the Johnny DC, where it's directly for kids, it's not really meant for adults. I mean, if, you're, if you've are if got kids, this is a perfect comic to have your kids read that's not too adult like certainly not like frank miller at all but this is something you can have them read i know that there's trade paperbacks for these that you could probably get for them that would probably be a more economical choice for that but that's basically that issue and like i said the last issue came out on october 1st we'll review that in a couple episodes from now and we'll hear about the very last issue of that so that'll bring us over to Batman Confidential number 21. In
1: uh, uh, Batman Confidential 21, this actually is the issue that's uh, ending the arc between uh, the Bat and the Cat storyline. Okay? And, guys, if you didn't pick up these issues, um, these last story arcs, so there, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a, a trade paperback on this, but this was so awesome. The read was so awesome. What it was, it was actually the first meeting between... Bad Girl Barbara Gordon and Catwoman Selena Kyle. And in this issue, it's uh, the first meeting where uh, Batgirl had stolen her uh, father's journal, which is, of course, you know Commissioner Gordon, and uh, it's stolen from her from Catwoman. Now, uh, both, of course, losing this book to Riddler in this issue, okay? And they're encountering, uh, you know, they encounter Batman along the way, but uh, what it is is that the Riddler is actually left in control of Arkham, and Batgirl is actually now locked up in Arkham Asylum. Okay, so actually, you know, it's just Riddler actually just opening doors to, you know, the coolest place in Gotham City. <laughs> and so uh, in this issue, uh, we have n- another great artwork. Um, you have, uh, oh gosh, I hope they remember this guy's name, Kevin Maguire, I believe. Kevin McGuire, it's his artwork. And in the opening, I mean, you have the, like on the cover, you have a, a Batgirl's costume that's all shredded. And so it looks very cool. And it's like how we were talking even, it's like the uh, Batman year one. You know what I mean? And it's like Batgirl year one with her first meeting with Catwoman. You have these issues. And, of course, she's now she has to go through the gauntlet that Riddler has left for her. And going through Arkham Asylum, you're gonna go ahead and see Cavalier Signalman. And uh, what was very funny is that uh, the guy Blockbuster, you know, cause you know he's big, you know he's strong, but uh, she actually kind of like you know deterred him with the kiss. So <laughs> she kind of left them thinking that
0: you know they were gonna hook up and stuff. So uh, that was pretty funny. I want to make a quick notice. One of the things that I found interesting about this story arc was how much they played off Batgirl being a female. Um, in the very first, I think it was the very, or no, it was the second second issue of the story arc. They had Batgirl and Catwoman at a nudist party, which was kind of amusing. And the fact that her costume is all ripped up and it's exposing a lot more skin than you normally see on Batgirl. It's just, it makes me think of uh, a kind of an anti-Batgirl, where Batgirl always wanted to be kind of one of the guys, but for some reason in this oh, yeah. series is completely different.
1: Continuing through uh, the gauntlet that Riller had left out for her, the Joker comes out, guys. Now, it's not, you know, so many pages of the Joker. It's really only three panels. But within these panels, Joker looks very cool. <laughs> he looks very cool. <laughs> so what did you think about those dust
0: I thought it was kind of interesting. I liked the, the idea they did with not showing exactly how he looked because i think this is a little different than the last story arc i think the 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 artist is actually different than the last story arc that they did which was about the joker where instead of you know showing exactly what the joker looks like they just leave it to a mystery
1: mystery right and it's kind of chilling in a way right after that Batgirl actually then in uh she counters uh clayface and Two-Face and of course, you know, she puts him down, you know, she beats him and of course then now comes the scarecrow Before she reaches actually the Riddler when she opens the door to the security room It actually has Catwoman actually already taking out the Riddler and of course, you know Catwoman having her her little thing about her. She's already wearing (laughs) Riddler's hat Batgirl Catwoman, of course, you know, make it out. Um, of course, when they come out, uh, they have the notebook back. Batman is right there. And, you know, he's very, you know, he's standing right there. And, of course, you know, Batgirl leaves. Well, it almost looks like a kind of like a disappearing sort of. We want to say, you know, the old typical, you know, oh, Batman just left. But Batman responds to, uh, no, no, uh, it's uh, Catwoman, you know, that responds, you know, she's got the chops, right? And then Batman doesn't say anything, and then he just, like, looking, and then he, she goes, she's still standing there, isn't she? <laughs> and, of course, Batgirl's still right there, and Batman's like, yeah, and she heard everything. <laughs> so that was, like, a little, like, uh, like the first meeting. I don't ever remember reading a story like that. Does like, do you? like the first meeting like that?
0: No, not really. Uh, one of the funny things was the, the comment that Catwoman said about well, she does have better legs than Robin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun, so, amusing.
1: I think on a previous podcast I had mentioned mm-hmm. that I didn't pick up Batman Confidential, but I, I, I mistaken it with another bat book. I think I had just stopped collecting gotham central i think i had just stopped that and moved in batman confidential when when uh wils Portacio had just first drew it and he came along yeah i want to apologize for that <laughs> i meant to say i was still getting batman confidential guys this this whole story arc was uh, really good fabian naisa I, I believe that's how he pronounces his name naisesa <laughs> we would say it like that. He was a good writer. He's a good writer. I hope he continues on the book. I hope this is not the the last arc he does for uh for Batman Confidential, but it was really good.
0: Yeah, he's actually not going to be on the next arc, but boo. <laughs> but we'll have to see what happens if he comes back for a different one.
1: Oh, that would be that would be so awesome. And uh Guar guy, we have to keep an eye on him too as far as his artwork.
0: Yeah all right so that brings us to upcoming releases for october 15th we've got batgirl number four of six batman and the outsiders number 12 batman chronicles volume six robin number 179 superman and batman vs. vampires and werewolves number one of six and then on october 22nd We've got Batman Gotham After Midnight, number 6 of 12, Birds of Prey, number 123, Catwoman Crime Pays. So that's your upcoming releases for the next two weeks. Get out there and support your local comic book shop. Yep. So now we're going to talk about, in our short box collection, we're going to talk about Birds of Prey number 98. Nothing super special about this, although this was the very first issue that the character Misfit was introduced. The story starts off with, I'm really just going to breeze through this real fast. The story starts off with a a female getting out of a federal uh, women's penitentiary and getting picked up by some men in a limo they are planning on killing her she ends up killing them instead then the story goes to uh helena you know ak we as we all know the huntress walking her child around and then she meets up with barbara gordon and Dinah lance they meet up with them at the park they start having a conversation about all kinds of stuff they they start talking about the chick who got released from jail, and then it goes to Black Canary and Huntress on patrol. They run into a mugger, make simple work of that, and suddenly somebody in the shadows who looks exactly like Batgirl appears. Um, they don't know who it is. Batgirl, the the person the Batgirl look comes down, makes quick work of the mugger. Huntress and Black Canary come down and are like, "Who are you?" And she replies, "I'm the Frank Miller's favorite word." That starts with a D, back. (laughs) Then they're like, "Um, you're not really, we know you're not her. She jumps up, disappears. They don't understand what's going on. Then all of a sudden, the the chick who was released from jail appears and is about to shoot Huntress when this mysterious Batgirl jumps in, takes the bullet for her. Then the car pulls away. What ends up happening is the mysterious Batgirl is laying there bleeding, and they're all freaking out. Black Canary and Huntress are freaking out. Then all of a sudden, poof she disappeared and then all of a sudden she appears right next to oracle up in i think they're in the clock tower in this issue appears up in the clock tower and oracle says we don't know who she is but i don't think we're going to let another batgirl go down and then she appears and says i'm touched then we've got to spend more time together babs and that's the beginning and then in the later issue we find out uh this is actually misfit and that's the character that she plays not batgirl In the future issues. So, overall, it's a pretty good issue, but it's the first appearance of Misfit. So, if you'd like to get a copy of this comic, Birds of Prey number 98, email us at our brand new email address, comicpodcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. Email us there if you'd like this issue. If we pick your name, we'll let you know, and then we'll mail it off to you as soon as we put out the next comic cast. So... (laughs) That brings us to two pretty big announcements that we've got to announce. The first one we've got is that if you don't listen to the normal cast and you're just a fan of the pot of, of this comic cast, you probably didn't hear in the last episode of the normal cast that apple and i are actually going to be at wizard world in dallas the first weekend of november we're going to be there trying to bring Bye. you guys all of the news from the batman universe so that we can report it to you whether it has to do with comics movies tv whatever it is we're going to try to bring it to you guys
1: Right, and uh, if we can, what we're going to do, if uh, we can have enough fans, when uh, me and Dust go to dinner, uh, one of those nights, I guess it's going to probably be Saturday, right? Yeah. Maybe Saturday we'll have uh, fans of the Batman Universe podcast, any fans that are there that are attending, uh, you're more than welcome to join us for wherever we go out and uh, have dinner at.
0: Yeah, and then we can sit around and talk about all the stuff relating to the Batman Universe or talk about other stuff. If you guys got personal questions questions that you want to ask us or talk about some of them we'd probably be willing to discuss other ones maybe not but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: but uh we'll be out there to answer your guys's questions we're not gonna have a booth or anything at wizard world because you know we're not that popular or not that big yet but maybe eventually in a couple years maybe we'll be there if anybody's going to be out there you can email us like i said the new email address is comic podcast at the batman universe So that brings us to our second big announcement. The second big announcement is that starting with this um, episode, we are actually going to have a new feed specifically for the comic podcast. Now, we will still have the comic podcast on the normal feed through Podomatic as we've had in the past. What we're planning on doing is uh, we've actually been working on a rather large project for the fans to really have a really big community to get involved in based on the success of the podcast we're starting a website which is entitled the and on the site we're going to provide pretty much everything movie history tv series history video game history merchandise history comic series history character bios for well over 600 characters related to the batman universe history related to the batmobile the other bat vehicles bat gadgets bat suits you name it we're probably going to be covering it but this also gives us the ability to have a exclusive feed for the podcast that will never have to be disrupted or not be able to run out of bandwidth for, which we were limited to how much bandwidth we were allowed with Podomatic. So if you're listening to this and you have the Podomatic, we're going to provide a link to the new feed for the comic podcast. The feed, all you have to do is go into iTunes, go up to, uh, where is it, Advanced, I believe, Advanced, go down to Subscribe to Podcast, and then you pop in the RSS feed, which we would provide for you on the Podomatic site. Now, Because of the switchover with this, there's a kind of a downfall for fans for a very short amount of time. By the time you listen to this podcast, all the old comic casts are probably going to be erased from the Podomatic. But once you subscribe to the new feed, you'll have all of the other podcasts, the other comic podcasts. Now, also in the future, we're going to have a bunch of different stuff going on with the the normal cast as well. The normal cast will get its own feed, but we'll tell you all about that in the normal podcast. that But we're actually going to have exclusive um, feeds for each podcast, so that way if you're just a fan of the comics, you can just subscribe to the comic podcast. If you don't want to hear anything about the comics, which you probably won't be listening to this podcast, if that's the case, then you can subscribe to the other one. We're also going to have some other little goodness of the Batman universe that will come out in the next couple months. But uh, the website itself won't probably be functional until probably the end of October, early November, just to be on the safe side. The only reason for that is we're trying to make sure that everything is running exactly the way it should be. And that it's great for everybody who visits it.
1: Right. And the and the comic fans, y'all got that news before the regular podcast people found out.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. You got the exclusive here on the comic cast. So if you don't listen to the normal cast and you're just a comic fan, you got the exclusive. Hopefully we won't lose very many listeners. If you normally listen to the normal podcast and you've emailed us in the past, we're going to be sending out email emails to everybody from the new email address And from the old email address, notifying you guys of what the the feeds are for each of the podcasts, so that way you're aware of what it's going to be. Because we don't want to lose any listeners because of this changeover. We want to make this as smooth as possible without losing anybody, or someone forgetting that we've, or someone missing the fact that we've changed over. So, so I think that's pretty much wraps about everything up here on the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. Um, In the next podcast, we are actually going to be covering Batgirl number 3 of 6, Batman and the Outsiders number 11, Birds of Prey number 122, Robin number 178, Batman Gotham After Midnight number 5 of 12, and Superman Batman number 52. And I apologize to you guys who have been loyal listeners of the comic podcast since the very beginning for the fact that we've only covered about three comics in this episode but we're trying to make sure that we get to a point where now that we've got an episode coming out every two weeks we can get on a schedule and a rotation we have comics to cover every every two weeks and i promise you that in the next podcast like i said there's going to be a lot of comics that we're going to cover but after that we'll actually be caught up with everything and be back in order so that way one month before all the comics that you hear about are came out exactly one month before so that way you've had enough time to get them yourself if you want to know and if you don't want to know then you can listen to the podcast and hear our reviews so like i said that about wraps it up we'll be back um, in two weeks with another comic podcast for episode five and then hear us on the batman universe podcast next week so this is dustin and this is apple and we'll see you guys next time